Welcome back to the Alpha Project. This is the show where we wear worn out, cool colored socks and dive into some cool shit, some cool shit about life. We mix up our sentences sometimes, our words don't always work. Welcome back to the Alpha Project, everybody. Um, this is the show where we dive into life and talk about cool shit. Yo, I have the intro ready, and he just goes off. You know what? Who fucking needs that? Let's go. Welcome back to the Alpha Project, everybody. This is the show where we wear cool colored socks and we dive deep into um, just cool shit about life. And you know, we talk about give him one of these doodly things. And uh, this is Parnell. I'm Steve. This is Devin. And so. I'm now rambling, so we're doing it. Listen, this show today, this is episode eight, guys, and this show is all about giving a less fuck. What do I mean by that? We mean enjoy the journey, not the outcome. Devin said it's the best. What is it? Outcome independent thinking. You are only entitled to the experience, not the outcome. Right. I, I've noticed today that Steve is um, he's a lot different than the last seven episodes. He seems to be more chill, more even keel, more everything is in its place. And that's why we're doing this show. You guys actually heard last week it was... It was foreshadowed by myself. I'm yeah. a savant, idiot savant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Steve is more even keel now, man. He, um, it's different. It's different when you know everything's going well, especially for a guy like you. When you come in, you're mostly high energy. You're all ready to go. And today, you're just, I'm good. And everything's working. And that's that's a. It's cool that you bring that up. And it's cool that that's the feedback because it's everything is going well. Man, and this is a great episode for us to talk about this shit today because not giving a fuck about the result means that you can ad-lib the intro mm -hmm. and it works because it doesn't matter what the result is, the shit just works. And when you say, I don't care about what the result is, I'm just going to do and I'm just going to be, man, cool shit happens. You know what? That's actually great because in my life specifically, there's a few aspects of my life that are going horribly, a few that are mediocre. Nothing that is great right now. And for me, I'm always I'm always the positive guy in the room. I'm always the optimist, whatever I'm doing, right? Nothing really affects me simply because there's always a solution to any issue. That's the way I think anyway, right? So even if things are going terribly, I'm learning from that. I'm learning how to deal with this situation coming up in the future if it comes up again, right? So there's, you know, what's what's the old adage? What is it? Uh, you either win or you learn. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, that's that's what life is. You got to enjoy the ride, what you're doing. If you have a plan, if you have a goal to get somewhere and you're not enjoying the process, your end goal is just, that's it. When you hit that goal, that's it. That's never how it works. We all know that. We always hit that goal and move forward, put another goal up, right? So if you're not enjoying the time it takes to get to that goal, there's no point setting goals. And that's such a good way to put it because realistically, once that goal is hit, it's done. It's game over. Like, like end video game, kill the end boss, yeah, slay yeah. the dragon, yeah, done. Yeah. Now what do you do? Kill screen. Do you do the side quest? Or do you say, okay, no, I'm going to go play the next game, right? Mm. If you were enjoying the, the the quest, if you're enjoying the journey to get there, the whole game is fun, mm -hmm. right? The whole game is fun. You're probably going to die a couple times on the last boss even. You're probably going to die more than a few times heading up to the last boss regardless, totally. right? So, you know, you have to you have to take good with the bad, right? Eventually, you're going to beat the game, but you have to take the drawbacks. That you come have with to it. play the game. Yeah, exactly. You have, to, you, have to take, you have to sacrifice yourself in order for the opportunity to arise. Absolutely. I hear a lot of times people set goals that are way too far outside of the spectrum of things that they're capable of. Mm -hmm. And the reason I know that they're incapable of it is because their actions don't match their words. How do you guys go about um, confronting that when you're setting goals and making sure that, uh, as you've said before, you know, you shoot for the stars, land on the moon, at least you've done something great. You, 
you you set that really high aspiration and even though you uh, don't fully reach that potential you still reach something further than your starting point how do you overcome that in in your mind or or in your heart when you're kind of setting those goals you have to start it when you're getting your initial goal and have that that first you know that that spark of energy you have to this is the biggest thing for me i have to act on it i have to do something you have to just take one little step, right? And I picture this, like everyone knows that, that fucking poster, right? Of the iceberg and it's like success. Mm. And then underneath the big part of the iceberg, you have, you know, like discipline, trust, commitment, patience, failure. And mm. it's like so much shit goes into the goal. So mm. it's, it's, you have to break it down into smaller chunks like that. You say, this is what I want. First off, do something about it right away. Keep mm. that momentum going, get excited about it. Um, I personally, when I make up my mind to do something, um, I surround myself with keys to win, right? So I'm like, if I'm going to, you know, not smoke, I, I you know, I was a social smoker, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, I, not I, anymore. No, I have it's like, what's where the 18th of January right now? Mm-hmm. Um, 18 days. Yeah. That's Congratulations. Great. You know what? Go, I'm sorry. And it's, it's cool because it's like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And it's not like <clears> that was my big, you know, number one goal for the year because I never smoked that much. Mm-hmm. However, I said, you know what? It'd be cool if I, you know, didn't smoke this year, mm-hmm. right? So what do I do? I say, I'm you know not what's weird about with this person who's smoking right now. It's nice because we're not able to go out and like to the bar and drinking and stuff. Like right, that. right, right. However, it's just like you build on those little wins, and I was like, oh, week one, I was like, oh, cool, that was great. And then week two happened. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, now I'm on a little bit of a streak, and now it's you. Once you get the momentum going. In my head, I'm like, damn, like how far can this streak go, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a competitive person. I like to be winning. And so now I, I've almost made it a competition with myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what There's I like something about your really goal? magical about what you just said there. Absolutely. You know what I like about your goal is that, it, for, to me anyway, you didn't announce it to us. So we just didn't even know. When you were, I was like, after after we record these things, I'm like, hey, you want to go for a cigarette? And the last few times you're like, no, no, I'm good. And I'm like, okay. And then you didn't even announce it. And I was like, he must be stopping smoking. I just knew that, that was one of your goals now. And you didn't, like I said, you didn't announce it. You, we didn't know. And it was just, you made it, you made it a competition with yourself of what you said, right? So you're competing with your best self instead of somebody else, right? Uh, going back to our topic, you, we actually have real life experience with this right now. We're going through a real life example right now of us setting goals that um, maybe that we can't, ach- not, not, not that we can't achieve them, but they're going to take more steps than we're going through. We were actually working with a new client right now. Um, this, we were in contact with the CEO and the CEO was taking a step back from the company who we have to, and we have to work with the president and the um, the CFO and the CMO and the, the, uh, the CEO is literally giving us the roadmap to how we can get to this next step, next, next step. Right. So now the key right there is he's giving us, he's coaching us on the roadmap, mm-hmm. maybe uh, affording us some insights into, right. You know, how we can do better mm-hmm. at delivering on the things that we're meant to deliver. Right. So, cause we're used to delivering such a, such a unique package and, and customized package regardless. Yeah. He's looking for a bit more and it's kind of a little bit of our scope. We can do it. It just takes a little learning, right? So this is a goal that we're trying to achieve. We've set it now that we are going to do it, but now it's how do we do it? So what they're doing, they're, they haven't given you a, a step-by-step, a clear cut. This is what they're looking for. It's like almost they've, you've stumbled across like a, a message in a bottle with like a, a pirate map to right. buried treasure. And that is open for interpretation. Yeah, they said here, this yeah. is what we want. If you can deliver on that, don't worry about the length of engagement. We got it covered. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it going, okay, there's a lot of work to be to be done and we have a model to look to that's that's helping us like we're using his model to get to, to where we need to go right so if you bite off something more than you can chew don't just take a step back and say holy fuck i can't do this right i say this all the time you got to eat the elephant i think i mentioned on one of these mm-hmm. podcasts right eat the elephant one bite at a time right if you're going to do something figure out the steps it takes to get there 
and then do it one by one by one by one. Some, some, te some steps will take two seconds. Some steps will take three months. But you have to go step by step. So if you can, just jump steps. For sure. Right? You have to do it in order and you have to break it down into reasonable chunks. And honestly, let's build on that, that, um, that pirate map. Right? Because when you think about it, what is the enjoyment? Right? If you found a mm. fucking a map to a buried treasure, mm -hmm. right? You Listen, have no do fucking this. idea what is buried there. People do this all the time. They you actually have people clue. going on, on scavenger hunts oh, and shit yeah, because absolutely. they love, they enjoy the process. And that's exactly what it is. The fun is going on the adventure mm -hmm. to get there. It and has if you, nothing if, to fucking do with what's buried there. And if you make a wrong guess, if you make a wrong guess and that, that thing isn't there, Okay, cool. We just missed a spot. Let's try again. Try we a different spot. Let's reanalyze shit. You go back. You say, okay, where did we fuck up? And let's tweak because we got lost at this point. We know we're correct up to here. Mm -hmm. Up until now, we're good. What veered off course or what did I misinterpret or what instructions did I miss or what happened? Mm -hmm. Right? Let's dial it in. Let's analyze what's going on at this step. And then let's correct it. Let's make a different, let's make a different decision. Absolutely. And dude, going back to the, 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 the goal that I have about smoking, and this is one thing with experience I've learned, is don't fucking tell people what you're doing. Yeah. It doesn't Until matter to them. Until it's doing it. Until you're doing, doing it. it. Don't, don't tell people what you're going to do, show them what you've done. 100%. You're the only person it matters to. That's the key here is mm. it, you guys it matters to you. It doesn't matter. No, it makes zero difference to me in my life whether or not Steve smokes. Right. I'm, as a, as a friend and a confidant, I'm proud of you and I'm happy that you're doing the things that you're doing to improve your life, but it has zero impact on me. Right. And so as a, as an observer of that, it's really cool to see you on your journey to living a better life based on your own parameters. And the cool thing is, is you get to set that up for yourself, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's us trying to score a big client, if it's you trying to quit smoking or, or you're trying to get a girlfriend or um, a promotion at work. It doesn't matter what it is. Enjoying the steps that it takes to get there is the most important thing. I'm finding right now, um, I've always had a, uh, a, a really interesting relationship with anxiety. And when I was younger, anxiety didn't exist. It was excitement. And it didn't matter whether it was excitement to go to Disney World or it was excitement for what dinner was or it was excitement over, shit, did I get my homework done? Mm -hmm. Right? All of those things are just a level of excitement. And my you know, interpretation of them now, how I analyze and put that back out into the world is up to me. The crazy thing is, is when on a call... I get the information that after, you know, two or three days of building out a pitch deck, yeah, this is really cool, but it's not what we want. There's a lot of ways that we could have interpreted that. We could have mm -hmm. been like, well, fuck, that's all you get. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. And then off we go. But where, you know, how much more of the journey do we get? It's like mm -hmm. looking at the map and we thought it was a rock, but it actually turns out to be a tree. When we get there and we're like, oh shit, well, fuck it then. I don't need this treasure. Well, there's no rock and then here. There's no rock. There's only a tree in front of me. I guess I'm walking away. Yeah. You it's don't, stupid. you don't keep going down that path. So as long as you're enjoying the process as you're going through it, that's the most important thing. And I think a, a, a huge metric to use to measure your own life is the level of um, happiness. And we had this conversation the other day about, uh, you know, most people are striving for happiness and trying to get out of, you know, this, um, any negative emotion, whether that's fear or sadness or anxiety or whatever. And I argued that there's a, there's a middle ground that actually most people should be striving for. To, to establish a baseline, and that is just contentment. Are you comfortable mm -hmm. in your skin? Are you comfortable in your life? And then from that point, you can strive to have happy moments, but you're never going to be at peak happiness for all 
and See, and indefinitely. Let me just give a little background. It's necessary to have something to compare that to, and that's right. another part of that journey. So interpreting those feelings and going through all of that, I'm curious to find out what you guys do to navigate that. Well, a little background on that. You and I were actually having a conversation about uh, my son and what I'm doing for work, and if I'm going to leave there and do this entrepreneur thing full time. And you know, I had a lot of anxiety. To, not really anxiety. More there's there's a lot of pressure that I'm stress and stress just on being able yeah. to keep up with things and this and that. And Devin put it, listen, man, do you want, do you want to be, do you, do you want to always be struggling? Do you want to just, do you want to be content and work from there? Or do you want to be struggling and work from there? And the way he put it made so much sense to me that I actually had to reconsider and I had to adjust my decision. And I went, okay, he's going to put it like that. If I can survive these next, whatever, however, like I do this, 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 and started working in my head taking those necessary steps that I needed to feel comfortable, right? And it was one of the ways that I'm like, okay, I have to enjoy this. I'm not enjoying it now. So what do I need to do to enjoy this? Something has to be eliminated. We had, we've had many conversations about this over the last two, three, four months. And it gets to the point where it's like, okay, if I'm not going to make the decision, who's going to make it for me? Am I going to let somebody else make a decision for me? <laughs> Fuck no. So I better get my, get my ass in gear and figure this out myself, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can go to a bunch of people and, and figure, get their opinions and get their insights and what I could do better and what I, what I should drop and all this stuff. But ultimately, it's my decision. So I have, to be, I have to make the decision to be comfortable with that decision and be comfortable in that situation and also enjoy it as I'm going, whether it be the stress and whether it be the happiness, whatever. Try to be even keel about things. Um, and it's one of the things I find with a lot of people that they'll say, you know, I can't do this because of this situation, right? And sometimes, mm. sometimes they meld together. Sometimes, sometimes blaming external things for exactly. your it's, own it's, internal instead of saying, process. Instead of saying, you know what? If I switch this one thing out, that'll take care. Of, that'll eliminate this situation. And if that situation is gone, then I can focus on this thing, right? So there's there's always ways around things. You just have to figure out the steps to get there. And this is it. Like open your brain tank for some like ninety four octane knowledge right here. Now, hold on. Now, how do I do that? Now, <laughs> right now, right now, like this moment, right now. now, it's different from this moment, right now, which is different from this moment, right now. Mm-hmm. It's a very short time frame. However, each moment was different. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the power of now, Eckhart Tolle. Mm-hmm. Right. Ten out of yes. ten. Read. If you are at any point, if I am happy, if I accomplish something, I've completely eliminated the opportunity to be happy. If I am basing happiness off of something happening, I knew it was on a shelf. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Be happy and find a way to be happy in this moment. Is everything perfect right now in the grand scheme of life? No. Could things be better in my life? Yes. In this moment, right here, right now, is anything wrong? No, I'm perfectly fine. I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm alive. Would you rather be somewhere else? No, I'm happy. I'm content right here. Mm-hmm. Right? Honestly, I'm, I'm very. It's almost right like here. a. It's almost like a work like like bottom up, build it up. Would I love a to, to a level of understanding? Right? Would like, I love a vacation? Would I love to fucking hop on a plane and fly down to Phoenix and play a round of golf and you know stay down there and you know hit a pool? Yeah, I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. However, in this moment right now, no, everything's everything's good. I'm. I'm you know what? Right now. Let's talk about vacations for a second. I know a lot of people talk about vacations and being. And being hold ha- up before we do that, because I okay. want to just touch on sure. your, your guys' story earlier with what you, with what you guys are going for. Um, start at the finish. 
And this is yep. great advice for everybody. If you don't know the steps somewhere, start at the finish. And that doesn't make sense because it's like, well, fuck, dude, like, Steve, I don't know step one. How the fuck do you expect me to do step one? You have to deconstruct Because it, you know you know the end result. What's yeah. the perfect end result? Write it down. Okay, end result. Nail the client on a, on a three-year deal. Okay, in order to achieve that, what do I need to have? I need to have a marketing plan. I need to have a strategy. I need to have some concrete data. Okay, cool. Now you have step 99. There's, yeah, in yeah. order to have this, <laughs> what do I need to have? Okay, and then you break it down, you deconstruct it, mm -hmm. and you build it down, and you break it down, and you go from, from completed total finished project to just break it down. And each step downwards, you get a little bit more simple mm -hmm. until you literally have step one, which is pull out a fucking notebook. And get, grab a pen. And grab a pen. Yeah. That's step one. Oh. Right? Uh, right, exactly. as soon as we were like mid call, I went straight to Google Docs and I opened up a document and I just started typing shit that was coming to my head mm -hmm. as it was coming out of my head. And while me, he's me, talking. Meanwhile, he's like, talking, I'm grabbing his pen, writing shit on a notepad, just on speaker, right? And then from there, I was like, okay, that's what he's looking for. This is it. He wants some of this. Okay, cool. Let's, what does that process look like? And it wasn't perfect. It was by no means even close, but I'd rather it be done fast and wrong so that it's at least a iteration of Perfection something. Perfection is a state of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here and here it is. This is it, it comes back to you know what I really enjoyed? Being on that call with a person that I know I can help achieve something. I know that what's locked up in my brain will help deliver the things that he's looking to, uh, to, to get to the goals that he's setting and the things that he's hoping for for his business and whatever I know that I can help him get there so it was like it was like getting the map it, it was like this adventure for me and um uh, Parnell makes fun of me all the time because I just get really fucking quiet when when I got to start doing shit or thinking shit I get, I get that challenge because that's what I see it as I'm like okay cool this is a mountain to climb well what's my first step do I, do I go in that direction? Do I go in this direction? Do I go in that direction? I'm sure all of them are going to lead to the top let, of the mountain. Let me just add to this. It's those, it's those first couple of steps that I'm, I'm arming myself. I'm getting prepared. I'm putting gear in my Ooh. pack and all the other shit that goes along with it. And then when I start going on that journey, I'll either find out I got the right shit in my pack or mm -hmm. I got to get resourceful. I got to get innovative. Mm -hmm. I got to start looking around in my surroundings for the tools That's that I right. need, so, which inevitably we got to that place where we're like, oh God, there might be something for this exact solution and we start doing a little bit of research and it turns mm. out there is so the cool thing is is along that journey of just what we had to unpack today there were some really cool opportunities for us to um, be challenged overcome those challenges and then uh, prove to at least to myself I don't know so much about mm. how, what your experience was like but just to prove to myself that fuck may, maybe I can do this you know, what's you know what I'm saying is on this call before the, I picked up the call my phone rang and it was this gentleman. I said the name and his face went from, ha ah, ha oh shit, <laughs> because he didn't know. Deer in the headlights, he went, right? he went, oh shit, what's he calling for? We're supposed to touch base tomorrow. Mm. Um, so I answered the call. Shit testing you. Right. Yep. So I, well, I answered the call. Hey, what's going on? Hey guys, listen, I love the pitch decks. Fantastic. We get it, but I want you guys to know that we get a lot of these. This looks like three or four others we got. This is what we need. And he went through the steps. And during this call, it was about half an hour call. I can see Devin's emotions he going on. them very well. No, no, no. I got a really very, terrible Yeah, he's very face. clear about his emotions. Um, <laughs> he's very well at hiding when he talks to people on speakerphone. But when he gets to the it's point of... face for radio. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, got, what would Steve do? I just started breathing. I was like... 
What would Steve do? It's funny, man. But I just he took three deep breaths, and all of a sudden, I was back in the zone. It was funny because as soon as as soon as we need to make shirts for that. WWSD. Hashtags here. I'm down for that one. WWSD. 94 octane brain. What did you call it? Brain tank. Brain tank for some 94 octane knowledge. Open your brain tank. 94 octane brain tank. So during this call, I'll be halfway through. I saw I saw the light bulb go off, and this we're talking about. He was high anxiety the whole time, and all of a sudden went click. Oh shit! Then I saw him go to his computer, and all of a sudden he's typing. I'm like, okay, he's in the zone now. So I literally, I literally kind of took a step back from the call and let Devin just go. And he, when he started going off, got off the phone call, and then it was another 20 minutes of, okay. And I could see him, and I could literally see his brain working because I'm sitting right across from him. And I'm going, Devin, stop stressing. This is something you know how to do, even if it's something you don't know how to do because you can always work towards that goal. And I know him, I trust him with everything we do, right? So I know if there's something that I don't know and he doesn't know, he's gonna find the answer. I know that about him. Maybe he doesn't trust himself to do that, but I know that about him already. So I'm like, Devin, you have this, you know what you're gonna do to get this because you're going to work to get it. You're gonna figure out the steps, you're gonna do it. And within an hour, I was reading a five page, a, a brand new five page pitch. And I'm like, perfect, this Bro, is exactly what we need. Do you know what's so cool about that? It's so funny that you brought that up. And I, in the last week, I've done a, a full sit down, you know, half an hour one-on-one -on -one with every single one of my front of house staff. Mm -hmm. And I was blown away at the end of it because there's obviously certain things that you cater towards different people, right? There's some things that I can coach people and we've talked about it before. You need to be able to coach in a way that that person will understand, right? Mm -hmm. You need to, need to communicate in that person's language. Right. However, there was one theme that just naturally came up with every single one-on-one -on -one that I did. And that was to alleviate the pressure that we all put on ourselves. Mm. It's literally, and I said this to every single one, is be gentle to yourself. Allow yourself the space to be gentle on yourself. And I want to tie this into the next piece because we, like this whole episode's about the experience and you can enjoy the experience. You can fucking hate the experience. That's all up to you. You create whatever shit you want to create. You still have to go through you it. You still have to go through it. So, <laughs> I mean, for me, I'm like looking at the two options. Like, I'm oh, fucking may as well just, I may as well fucking just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know I enjoy shit better when I'm in my flow state. Right? right. And so like, how do you guys get into your flow state? Like, how do you get just into that lane of focus where everything just kind of just. I'm a serial procrastinator. And, okay. and I'll tell you why. Because I work best under pressure. And if there is no pressure, I, I relate to MJ a lot in this. If there's no pressure, I create the pressure. And Do you create I think problems it, for yourself to solve? Yeah. And I think that it may be to my detriment at times. Mm -hmm. it, it, well, I mean, realistically, if, you're, if you have one problem and you decide to create nine more, I'm going to just assume it would be more efficient to just deal with the one problem. Right. <laughs> so this is I what mean, happens. I'm not a mathematician. This is, this yeah. is, this is the I only thing. I think... Quick math. This is literally the only thing that we have arguments about. Okay. Is how much how much pressure people. Okay. So sell. as business partners, then how do you balance that out? How do you become the solution if you recognize that that's something that Devin will do? Just what I did. I I I, I reinforce the idea that he already has in his head that he knows how to do it. He just has to find the solution. And to it, it worked based on results. It worked. Right. But I also know who I'm talking to. Right. I've only known. I've, I've literally only known Devin for about a year and a half. But because we're we're very similar in what we do, not to learn how we get there, but similar in what we do. 
um, it's easy for me to recognize how his process is affecting him, right? So if if I see him getting flustered, because like I said, we all know he doesn't hide his emotions very well. If I see him getting like that, I can address it to him, right? And point it out to him. Because as soon as he recognizes it within himself, he's very good at self-regulating and self-adjusting, so, right? The crazy thing is for me, and I, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but what, what I end up doing a lot of times, my internal process, I see the problem that's immediate, right? I see the challenge or the hurdle or the thing that we need to overcome that's immediate. And then I also play that out as far as I can fucking see into the future. And that's where I think mm -hmm. I fuck up is that, although it's served me very well so far, when I play something out, I get, I'm like, okay, so this is the problem. The, the pitch deck was too high level. It was a 30,000 foot view. He needs me to zoom into a thousand feet and get real fucking specific. Cool. That's as simple as it is. But then I start thinking about, okay, well, if I get into the 10,000 foot view or the 1000 foot view, What's the hundred look like? Yeah, what does that look like? What do I know do like? exactly what the details are that I need to communicate to this guy in order for him to understand how important my knowledge is? And what, a lot of my, uh, my background is psychology. Uh, I've studied psychology as a hobby. This has been from the middle school until now, this very day and every second from this point forward because understanding humans and all of their complexities is super important to me and my job, the things that I enjoy doing. Mostly music and being creative and creative communications, video, photography, that kind of stuff. I love that. I love being able to communicate with metaphors and shit, all of that. So when I, when I get really specific into those details, um, I get lost, right? It's like I have the map, but I didn't bring a fucking compass or something. And so I go in, in the direction I think I'm supposed to be going in. And then I take a look around. I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if this is supposed to be the direction I'm going in. I was trying to pitch a marketing thing. And now he's looking at this, this another thing. And so before I know it, I'm in over my head and I'm drowning. And I'm like, what the fuck do I do? Parnell serves really well as a springboard to, to help me calm those voices, shut those um, the, the monkey brain down or the lizard brain or whatever you, uh, language you use that that those instincts of like, fuck, I need to survive now. Fuck, I'm totally fucked. Like that's where your head gets to. Uh, maybe just me, but um, it's in that, in that from over that hurdle and all of the way into the future that I struggle with because I'm like, fuck, I don't know what I don't know. When and, I get in there, am I going to know the right And shit? then the one thing I said to him, I was like, listen, we, we have one problem. This, he wants us to do this. I'm like, give him the red ball. Yeah. Don't give He wants the red ball. Give him the red ball. Don't give him so a fucking simple. shiny blue one. So Give him the red ball. He's going to need the green and the pink and the red one after this. But he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't solve know that Solve the yet. problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Solve the problem. Don't convolute it. Don't make it fucking 10 problems. Just just solve the one problem. Have you guys ever heard of the term fear casting? Yes. TED Talk. Very cool. Yeah. It's pretty dope. What it is basically, um, we're, it's you know, a really actually, great tool. Yeah. I actually talk about this all the time. Um, where you say, this is the worst thing that can happen. And, you know, paralyzes. Mm -hmm. you know, because fuck, like... That's the worst thing that could happen. Play that out. We literally did this today. I, I was sitting there with out. the email written and the and the pitch deck attached, and I, I froze for probably I don't know. For me, it felt like twenty minutes, but it was probably only two. And I was just like, I don't want to send this, and I don't know why. Uh, that this happens to me almost every fucking time. It's like, did I get everything in there? Did I miss something? All the, all the little questions that pop up. And it's not that I'm necessarily insecure about it. It's more that I want to make sure I did the best job I could for this thing here. Mm -hmm. And when I deliver that, do is you know it going to... Do you know who's the only person in the world who knows if you did the best job? You. you. Me? 
Yeah, maybe. Who are you sending the email to? This guy doesn't even fucking know you. Probably, he has no idea. What yeah. And then what happened? What, what happened on the phone? He called and said, "Guys, this is a great pitch deck. It's fantastic. It's very well done. Very professional. I love it. It's one of the greatest ones we've ever had. But it's not what we want." So, <laughs> yeah, and then when he when he was when he was before he sent the email, he's sitting there staring at the board. I'm like, "Just send. What, what are you doing?" He's like, "I want to make sure it's perfect." I'm like, "It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be perfect." We, we have this guy. I, I literally had to talk, almost talk him off the edge or talk him out of his anxiety. I'm like. We have the CEO that has our back that wants us to get this. He he's saying he he's giving us all the tips and tricks to get it. If we send this and he doesn't approve it, he's not going to give it to tell us and put us in front of his CFO and his his president and all that shit. He's going to say no, guys, readjust it like this, which is exactly what he did an hour later when he called, right? And it happened so quickly that the time to me the timeline was like, how did that even happen? Bro. I remember pressing send on it and then I like picked my phone up and I like texted my dad because my dad's my confidant. He takes care of me here's a cool <laughs> and one. i was like dude i just sent the pitch i think i'm gonna throw up <laughs> and that's a cool feeling man that's like being that yeah. nervous yeah so i was so i think cool. it was more excited than anything i don't think he was nervous i think it was excitement because i'm excited about it too it, it was 100 percent excitement mm -hmm. and 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 maybe a fraction of that could have been nervousness and it, and i i never really want to label it as that i love to just call it me being excited about the potential because the potential mm -hmm. could be anything right go. and this is you don't know what lies ahead on that you journey. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't know you what's know. on the path. You right. got to do it. You got to go through the experiences. And if you don't make it to the treasure, and this is the key to the outcome independent thinking, if you don't make it to the treasure, at least you have some really fucking cool stories. Right. I want to get back to fear casting real quick before you get into your yeah, next point. Sure. So your fear casting is, you know, you look at it and say, what's the worst possible situation? And you put yourself there. Right. You, you experience yeah, that. You, experience you get real it. detailed on it. Right. See, I, I do fear casting in two different ways. I do that. And then I also ask people that I'm comfortable with, what's the worst thing that could happen right now? Just in case I miss something. Right? So if, if we're doing something, uh, let's say we're sending, we're approaching a client, whatever it is. Hey, Devin, what's the worst thing that can happen with this pitch right now? And either he's going to give me an answer that I'm comfortable with or I'm like, okay, whatever, right? Then I put myself there too. He's never going to email you back, which yeah. by the way, happens frequently in this yeah. business, and I'm especially at, in cold sales. And I'm looking at it like, okay, so I don't, there's no repercussions if I mess up because Zero. I'm not going to get an email even saying, hey, fuck you guys, you guys suck. I'm so glad that right. you just said that because earlier today, Parnell made a Facebook post. And Fuck you! He's just like, I just love the satisfaction of somebody sending a novel, and then I read it and I just reply with okay. And no, I no, commented. No, no, me. If, if I'm replying to somebody, I erase my whole fucking my whole savage True. paragraph, and I just put okay. That's a level of self control that's hard to achieve. And I commented on this. I'm like, why don't you just not reply? Right? Like, even replying you okay just says that you just want to win. Right, yeah. and so Parnell replies to me with an argument. He came back to me with an argument, <laughs> and I didn't reply. And now, now, and here's the thing: as soon as I sent that last comment, I was like, "He's not gonna fucking say shit. He's literally trolling." I'm like, "He's trolling me." So as soon as I hit enter, I'm like, "He's fucking trolling me." And he comes in seven hours later and goes, "Hey man, uh, you get my reply?" I'm like, "No, I fucking didn't." And now it's driving him fucking crazy. Oh, and now that shit. we're recording, I have him on camera. Saying oh, it's exactly crazy. what I just said. Driving me batshit crazy. Oh, and you it's know what? So good. It's if you awesome. do not care, if you genuinely, genuinely do not care about the outcome, which is what mm. I'm saying is the important thing to do. Yes, it's important. Yes, you should yeah. be chasing stuff. Yes, have goals. Yes, have ambitions. Don't be married or attached to the right. idea. Drop the attachment. Exactly, 100%. And you know, it's funny that so many people are attached to what other people say they, they can or can't do as well, right? Oh you my get God. Stuff. And this I'm good this if. I'm only worthy if. Right? I'm this, is this, this is where I was going. This is where I was going 
with fear casting as well, right? If you if you have a goal and somebody's telling you that they you're not going to achieve that goal, you can never do it. That's on them. That's not on you. They have no idea what you can do. Just because they can't do it doesn't mean you can't fucking do it. How dare you and let them influence you like that? So much of that feedback that you get from the peer group is actually just them projecting their, their beliefs onto you. Yeah. It's their beliefs. You get to choose whether or not that becomes your belief. Mm -hmm. And as you navigate the conversations that you have, you have to keep that compartmentalized. You have to keep it separate mm -hmm. from yourself. Protect yourself. I mentioned this a while back. You got to be careful about what you let in. And having that, you know, the, the barrier there to be like, I'd love to hear your feedback, but you can just drop it at the door and I'll go through it at my leisure mm -hmm. and, and leave it at that because it frees you from any expectation. Because right. a lot of it is like, oh, well, you know, if I don't get, if I don't land this deal and I tell like, I would hate to tell my dad about not landing this deal mm -hmm. because my dad's going to think I'm a failure and I just want to, I never want to let him down. And, uh, uh, you know, I got to live up to this expectation. And it was only recently that I realized my dad has zero expectation of my outcome. Mm -hmm. He's just proud of me taking the action, which is something that never occurred to me. It was always a competitive thing for me. Mm -hmm. I, I was competing against what my dad believed I could be. But which remember, you totally fabricated. Which I totally fabricated. I made it up in my own head what I think my dad thinks about me. It's never been the feedback that I've ever been given. And I'm sure that other people have different experiences with their parents or with significant others or um, important people in your lives where you get certain feedback. I would argue that a lot of those people are toxic and again, projecting their feelings on you. But if you have that compartmentalization, you create the space for you right. to interpret it and, and acknowledge that you are forecasting. Absolutely. Now, this is one of the reasons we always talk about it's best like the last seven episodes, I think we've talked about, you know, being in the right peer group for you and, and why you should surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Because if you're in the wrong peer group, obviously you're going to get shitty advice. You're going to get shitty uh, um, feedback from these people, right? Because they, they don't know the space that you're trying to go, right? We always talk about being with the right set of people, but also having the right set of people to look up to, right? If we, if you're looking at somebody, to, if you want to be in somebody's position, you can model them, right? If you want to be in somebody's position and somebody that's not in that position, nowhere even close to that position, is telling you you can't get that because of something else, what the, their information means fucking nothing to me. Yeah. Because you haven't done it either. So what the fuck am I listening to you for? And the problem is most people will take everybody else's advice and just be like, well, you know what? They're right. I Instead of actually trying thing. to make contacts and being happy with who they are, the process they're going through. When did you come to that realization? Um... I came to that realization in February of 2020. <laughs> cool. I have a question for you. Um, if you, Devin, were to plant an apple seed and take care of it, nurture it, water it, get ample amounts of sunlight, what would you expect to happen? Grapefruit plant. Is that is that reasonable? No. What would you expect to happen? I've, I've actually done this, so I, I know what You'd the outcome... You'd expect for an apple tree to grow. An apple tree will thanks grow, for, thanks but for getting eventually... To the point. Mm -hmm. Is it logical to assume if I plant an apple seed, water it, nurture it, get it the appropriate amount of sunlight, to grow a grapefruit tree? No. It's not fucking reasonable. It's not logical at mm -hmm. all. As a leader, is it logical for me to do anything and expect more reward than the amount of work that I put in? Absolutely not. So how come so fucking often are there people who say, well, I did this or, you know, I did this for a day. I went to the gym for four days. Why am I not in shape? You know, I love Entitlement. this. Entitlement. It's either, I'm telling you, it's either you're fucking delirious or you're spoiled. I tried everything. 
I've done did, everything. Guess did what? You, it didn't work. Did you really? Did you quit your fucking job and focus on this 100 percent of the time to be a leader? I tried did you break up with work. that five other girls you're dating with so you could be one on one with this fucking girl? Did you try having the communication with your son? Did you try not playing video games for eight hours a day and actually focus on what you need to fucking do? I bet you fucking didn't because there's always something you're gonna fucking fall back on because that's what humans do. We get comfortable and we get complacent instead of fucking driving forward every goddamn time and enjoying it as we go. No, instead we we get one little fucking piece of bad news and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what? Fuck it, I'm hands off. I can't do this anymore. If you tried, tried everything, if you work. tried everything, if you tried everything, you would have that thing you want. Absolutely. 100%. Get a little smirk on your face when I was going I also off like there. that Parnell had a monologue here and Devin hasn't today. Yeah. Listen, if I go off, I go off. Dude, That's I have one more. I, well, I have one more food one. I must be hungry right now. Yeah. <laughs> this goes back. This goes back to it. You guys are just on your chips. pitch. On your pitch. If you were to order a steak, how do you eat your steak? Don't say it or I'll fucking kill you. He, 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 he's well, well done. That was fucking gross. Uh, okay, you almost well, well done. You almost well done. A medium well steak. I bring you your steak. It's medium rare. What what would your response be? Uh, it's re reasonable. Would to you say. take it and throw it at the server? I no. I would just politely ask that they put it back on the grill okay. for one and a half more minutes. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. My steak is not cooked to my expectations. Never. Would I bring you a medium rare steak and you look at it and be like, fuck you, I ordered salmon. Mm. <laughs> right? How many right. fucking times? Actually, that's funny because it's happened to me. <laughs> Bro, you're going through stuff and you're talking about your pitch and like, okay, we know what we need to do. We're smart, we're, we're human beings, we're mm. smart, we're intellectual creatures, right? We have opposable thumbs. We've done cool shit before, mm -hmm. right? We know what we need to do, right? If you're working on something, you know what you need to do. Right? You're going to get the feedback. Don't fucking do something and then be paralyze yourself because of the fear of somebody fucking returning your steak because they wanted chicken. Mm -hmm. Right? Get something done. Put it on the paper. Go do the thing. Just get started. You know, and that's great to know because that's exactly what we did. Um, by we, I mean Devin specifically. We got on the first call with this gentleman and he outlined what, what it was. And he, I sent, well, Devin redid the pitch deck about three different times. I said, you know what? That looks to me like what he was saying on the first call. So we sent it out and got the feedback call again. I was like, okay, well, we did what we needed to do for the first call. Now let's do what do what we need to do for the second call. And if we get a third call tomorrow, great. If we get a, a fourth call on Thursday, fantastic, right? And the way it goes is if people are going to change their minds or if, if you're working on something for somebody and they have um, a difference of maybe some things here and some things there, but everything, the, the overall process is working, then take those with a grain of salt. Say, you know what? Maybe maybe our communication wasn't open enough. Let's, let's try and work on it, right? Take the steps necessary. Sure. Right, it's it's never about, and, and he even said this on the call. He's like, guys, it's just constructive criticism. I don't mean to come down. He's like, no, listen, we don't ever, we don't ever take it as go fuck yourself. We take it as. This I is think a lot of it's a like lot of that was iteration of iPhone. Yeah, 14, 14 attempts to to build this. Right, video games where you go, you release an alpha, and then you have beta testing, and then you have you know a, a soft release, mm -hmm. right? And constantly there's tweaks getting made. Mm -hmm. Constantly, you know, every time something. I turn Call of Duty on, there's a new update. New update. There's always <laughs> when constant you're dealing... iterations of everything. Constantly, updating, especially constantly doing something, learning from it, constantly falling on your fucking face. And speak to this. Up, learning. Hold on. And speak to this real quick. Speak to this real quick because you're in this. Well, I guess we are too, but you're more in this space. When you're dealing with people that have millions of dollars. Is it ever just a one-time conversation? No. Is it is is, is it is it not you're going back to the drawing board seven, eight, nine, ten times to make sure everything's perfect? When you're dealing with large sums of money, people don't want to part with that unless they have what they expect 100%. Do you know what's really cool about this, actually? Um, when I'm communicating with uh, people, with wealthy people, mm -hmm. it is, it's honestly, my biggest takeaway is the how 
readily available, wealthy people are to share not what、Knowledge. they are doing, yeah, what they have learned, yeah. And that's honestly the biggest distinction that I've made between people who are wealthy and, and people, people who, who are not wealthy and pretend to be wealthy and people who pretend because the people who are not wealthy are the people who are pretending to be wealthy.、Mm-hmm. All that they want to talk about is what I've done. Look at my cool shit. Yeah. Look at what I can do. Whereas people that Stop, actually pay attention to me versus the people who actually are wealthy, bro. I I sit and it's like fuck it. It can only be, even be a half an hour conversation. And how enthusiastic they are、yeah. about. Oh, you know what? Have you learned? Have you learned about this type of investment? Or you know,、mm-hmm. what do you know about life insurance? Or、yeah. what do you know about this? Or hey, you know what? I have a guy I can connect you with. Absolutely. You, you know, know the dialogue changes. It's it's interesting because a lot of people are scared. <laughs> I'm and actually I'm going to use the word scared. They're scared to have conversations with people,、um, and don't take this the wrong way, above their pay grade. Intimidated. Intimidated.、Too. Yes. So they're instead of instead of going in with an open mind, saying, "Let me learn what I can from this person." They're going in with, oh my god, I revere you. You know what I mean? Or you're right, putting that person up on a pedestal. Right. Instead, of, instead, of, it's, it's like we go back to the game theory, right? Pick up game theory, right? Nines and tens. The reason that guys that look like me get nines and tens is because I don't care what you look like. I want your personality, right? I'm going to go up to talk to you. There's no intimidation.、Mm-hmm. It's the same when、you're、I look removing, at a million. You're removing all of the negative shit that you've created, and you're and, just allowing you're opening a space to have a conversation. You know, human being to human being. It, it's funny, man. When I when I when I talk to people with a lot of money,、um, you know, it's the conversation goes quickly from, oh, I know who you are, to cool. How can we help each other?、Mm-hmm. Instead of. I know who you are, and let me shine your shoes. Let's collaborate, right? Let let let's do something together because I know you have you have more information or knowledge in this space than I do. If you can lend that to me, great. If I can lend you some knowledge on something I'm doing, because I always the knowledge knowledge to me, there's no, uh, uh, there's it's a monetary system with knowledge as well, right? Absolutely. And I and I find people with a lot of money don't necessarily talk about all the money they have. But they'll talk about, like you said, ways that they got their money, and, and they want to give you asshole. They are to share that with other people、it's、because re- once you've done it,、mm-hmm. once, it's, it's you want to、cool. see other people come up with you. Absolutely, and each one bring one.、Mm-hmm. Right? If you know something, if I know something, I'm so thrilled to share it with somebody. Right? You know that was one of the biggest lessons you taught me. I know we've gotten to what you've taught Devin, but your openness and your your partner as well, how he's very open as well. You guys are almost you guys are very similar in.、Um, How you deal with people, how you speak with people, how much respect you have for people, and how open you are, just to impart what you guys know in a very in a very niche space because you know that space very well. Bro, communication is key. First off, clearly communicate what you want, right? If I'm expecting something and I don't clearly communicate to you guys, like if I'm、mm-hmm. we're pitching on a project, right? If I don't clearly communicate what I want、mm-hmm. it to be. And you come at me with something that is completely different. That's on me.、Mm-hmm. That's a hundred percent on me. And then moving to the other side of things, if I am knowing, if I know something,、mm-hmm. right? And one of my best friends is, you know, oh hey, Steve, I'm just learning to start investing. If I have knowledge here, like fuck, Steve, like I'm teaching you about cryptocurrency,、mm-hmm. right? Cool. Like if I know something about something, I will share the knowledge because man, it's so much more fun. Mm-hmm. To have your boys with you, right? I'm learning this. It's、forex. more rewarding、mm-hmm. as well. I'm learning.、Absolutely. I'm learning this this new trading system, forex trading, forex exchange trading, and、um, it took me seven months to actually jump on board with this team of guys,、um, because the markets scare me, and there's a monthly investment and, and this and that, right? And I'm I was intimidated to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't know if I have the skills to learn this. I don't have the time, and I was making all these excuses. 
until buddy of mine said, you know what, man, I'm actually going to do it for you. You're going to put the money in, but we're going to be in your space. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, we're going to do a live video cast, a live feed. We're actually going to do a podcast, something I'm very familiar with. So he put it into buy space and I'm looking at it going, you know what? That was the greatest way to get me to do anything, to put the advantage, the ball in my court, give me the advantage. This right? is sales 101, put the product right? in their hands. He, he went, he went, he went, listen, <laughs> this is something you need to know. And if you do it with uh, this angle, then you're going to know it. Plus you're going to be able to deliver all the stuff, all the helpful stuff you can to everybody else, because that's what you want to do. And I said, you know what? That's right. That's what I want to do. So I could learn it and still do what I want to do. And it was, it was those, those and conversations, dude, those right. are so powerful. Oh, I, I hate, I hate the, but conversations mm-hmm. or the stop or the, um, excuses. Yes. People are so busy creating excuses for themselves for themselves and for why they're not getting the things that they want. And I, I have an assertion. Um, a lot of these people are playing to win the Victim Olympics. Mm. There's no medal at the end of the Victim the, Olympics. The appreci- oppression Nobody Olympics. is going to yeah. care enough about you to give you your million dollar home mm-hmm. and your dream car and your hot wife. Right. No, but because everybody else is busy working towards their dreams and their goals. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I, I'm curious to know, like, how, where does that come from? Um, my speculation is that it's the narrative that you tell yourself so that you can share your story with somebody else because everybody loves to, to share their stories and talk about themselves. So subjective experience. Right. So if I'm, if I was going through, we'll use the, uh, you know, the Forex thing, you create a, cu- a couple of excuses. And then when you talk into a buddy who also, Oh yeah, I do Forex. Yeah. I was going to try Forex, but you know, pull, go to your Rolodex of fucking excuses, pull out the one. And, and then he mm. talks to you and he's, and then he defeats that. And you're like, Oh, well, it wasn't just that. It was also, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You arm yourself with excuses to not do these things because either you're scared, or you're intimidated, or um, you're unsure of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're lacking the general knowledge Absolutely. or the confidence or whatever it is. But these are all things that can be easily overcome. If you gain the knowledge, you try mm-hmm. it out, then you have the experience. If you take a little bit of money and you mm-hmm. can invest, and before you know it, you're a fucking expert at it because you've been doing it long enough. And let's lean on that. Let's lean on that analogy for two seconds here. I mean, the reason, I, actually, the reason I did it is because. I know so many people doing doing it right. that are in my closer circle. I, you know, they're 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 not you know family, but they're right there. Yeah, right. That I'll, and they've all approached me on set on separate occasions, and I went. I finally had to go. Okay, so many people are approaching me. I have to figure this out. And then when I got into the back end of it, I said, "Holy fuck! Look at all this training." I said, "Cool. So I'll, I'll pay for the training. Cool. I'm paying for the course. Let's do it." And then once I saw, because nobody really explained it in detail enough for me to be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Right. So when I got to the point of you know, again, goes to the people you're surrounding yourself with. When the people I trust I'm surrounding with are all saying, hey, we're doing this and we're all making this much or we're all we're all learning and we're trying to do this and this. And it's like, I can do that too. If you can do it, I can fucking do it. How much easier is it to struggle when you have a team of people struggling with you, a support group? Well, that's a right. mindset shift. Then that's what it was that's for That's a me. different, and that's here, operating from a completely different out. paradigm. So to go back to your fucking, your, your Rolodex of excuses there, and I talk about this every episode, is how much power there is and how much opportunity there is in vulnerability Mm -hmm. because like roll that one of two ways way one oh you know what i thought about doing that uh except i don't have time to do the class or i don't have the money to invest or you know whatever whatever Mm -hmm. hundred excuses you have right or you know like the fucking sun rose in the west this morning like i it doesn't i don't know (laughs) who knows yeah flip the switch 
you know what, hey, I thought about doing that, except I honestly, I was just a little intimidated by the amount of information out there, and I didn't really know where to start, mm -hmm. right? Oh, be a little more okay. humble about it. Hey, you know what? Actually, you know what? I totally get that. There's a lot to unpack there. This is how I started doing it, right? And Fuck, dude. That's like, so, there's a crazy distinction there because you're literally saying the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Exact same thing, except, except one. I'm being defensive and attacking. Or you're taking ownership. I don't know yeah. how to do this. this. I'm struggling with this. This is a perfect, perfect example. So I just got chilled. Taking I, I, ownership. I have, Yo, I, I love it. So that was I have, brilliant. I have a financial advisor now. Um, and I had to get one because <clears throat> the last four years, my my fiance took care of everything. Like I, I had no clue about 85 where the bills, when they came out, how much they were, nothing. Right. I had to get somebody. And what I literally said to him, I said, listen, I don't know how to put internet in my house. Where I don't know how to open a bank account because for 20 years, somebody's always, always done it for me. Where's our Ozark check? I don't know right. shit about fuck. Right. Yeah, I don't know shit about fuck. <laughs> but it was like, and he was like, he was like, Pernell? You're the first person that's ever said this to me. I said, what? What do you mean? He goes, you're the first person that's ever admitted he doesn't know shit about nothing, about any of this. I mean, okay, well, I need to, I, I'm not here to, for you to give me praise. I'm here for you to help me. I want you to help. And luckily, it was a guy that I've known for a few years. And I said, listen, man, I don't know how to do this. Can you please help me? Because your story that you tell yourself is that I'm a strong man that can overcome shit that's thrown my way. Mm. I can learn what I need to learn. I can adapt when I need to adapt. I can zag when, I when it's time to zag and I can zag when it's time to zag. I'm a strong man. That's your story. And to prove that story, you need to hold yourself accountable to those mm -hmm. things, which means you have to be open and vulnerable. Absolutely. So this is insight to anybody listening or watching. You need to change the way that you're telling your story. Rather than saying these things happen to you, they happen for you. Rather than saying, oh, I don't know these things, so I'm an idiot. You can say, I don't know these things, but I can overcome that and I can do more with my life and I can learn the shit that needs to be learned. Because guess what? There, there's a fucking bazillion books out there that could teach you the shit that you need to know. You don't need to go to college. You don't need some piece of paper. You don't need some accreditation from a fucking some formalized facility telling that you're fucking smart. You need to believe that yourself. This goes back to my no plan B shit. I never had a fucking plan B. I only had a plan A. I only ever went full head strong towards my destination to become a fucking famous musician of some kind. Music is always my dream, still is my dream, and it's always gonna be a pursuit inside of the things that I do. I know that I need things to do that, although my narrative could be completely different. My narrative could be, you know, nobody ever fucking believed me. I, I tried pitching myself to labels and labels just never signed me. My music career never took off. I didn't blow up like Justin Bieber. Oh, whoa, it's me. So I just gave up music. I gave up the thing that I loved that gave me life because it was just, it was impossible. And right. So that's how that, you communicate with yourself, right? Sure. And when you do that, you, and you're like, this is what I'm doing. You're like, here's my plan A. Right. Okay. Cool. Plan A didn't work. It's not like a total refucking direction. You don't have to go to Plan B. You go to Plan A point one. Yeah, dude. Bro, once you start, once you start opening up I'm those plan decimal a places, point three, four, there's eight, but... literally an infinite <laughs> amount of ways to attack something. And honestly, like the whole essence of this episode, where it's just about enjoying the journey. Like for me, like we're talking about. Okay, we're on our eighth episode of this podcast. Right. We started this. I came to this idea with this idea to you, Parnell, and you asked me, like, what's your end result with this? Like, what's your goal? And my response was, honestly, I just 
I hope to, to, I hope to be able to inspire some people. Mm -hmm. I hope to be able to, you know, raise some awareness to um, some disconnects in, in the, the world and in their social scene. And now that we're eight episodes in, right. And, you know, Devin asked today, like, oh, we, we can start marketing this Like, We can start promoting this to, to reach some more people. And I'm thinking like, man, I, I fucking don't even care if one person listens to this. I'm, I'm enjoying, enjoying this so shit. much. Every week, this has now become, you know, one of the highlights of my week. Every week, mm -hmm. so much. It's impacted my life, just having the conversations. Mm -hmm. And even, like, I think about this stuff. I live this life just voicing it and having the conversation around it. The journey and the experience of just doing mm -hmm. this, I don't fucking care if one person listens. And I'd love for 10,000, I'd love for 10 million people to listen to this. Well, but who cares if they do or who don't? Who fucking cares if you they know do or they don't? I've taken so much out of this. Right. We were having this conversation. Nothing having this conversation before uh, before we started recording about my, my, my me specifically mondays are my longest days right i'm, I'm up at five o'clock six o'clock in the morning uh today my first call was at 7 a.m zoom call and i'm still working now it's what 9 30 at night recording this i'm not going to get home to about 11 o'clock and it's the longest day i have of the week and it's the best day for me i you know, I think we missed one week maybe of recording on a Monday. And then next week I came in and went, we can't fucking do that again because I was lost. Like I really needed that conversation <laughs> that week. Just a place to dump things. Right. And then you know, whatever's leave, going on, however right. it happens. And when, when, when we there's leave a, here, at least, you know, eight minutes of quality content. Yeah. Right. <laughs> when we exactly when we when we leave here, you were saying it too. When you leave here, you just drive on the drive home, you just huh. it's it's dialed and my week is dialed. It's you can, it feels full. like you can do anything. Oh, unstoppable. And it's so cool because it takes so little. It takes so little effort right. to uh, just admit that you don't know shit about fuck. And <laughs> instead of just wallowing in it, do something about it. Right. Yeah. You have, I mean. Change the dialogue. The stories change, that change you tell yourself, the conversations yeah. that you have inside your head. I call it self-dialogue. That internal um, talk that you have with yourself and, and where it goes and how at the end of the story you tell yourself are you fucking satisfied with that mm -hmm. because and if you're not, only you know what your best is right and you're only playing against yourself right and stop comparing yourself to others just because they got there quicker or they got there fat or with, with more people there are more so money, many doesn't mean variables involved in getting those successes that you the couldn't even wins. begin to measure how or predict when or where that's going to happen for you. And unless you're enjoying the journey and enjoying the process along the way, there's no way for you to actually tangibly measure Absolutely. that. Because so you're not going to know. You're either going to fucking end up dead and never reach it mm -hmm. and be full of excuses. Or you're going to get to your deathbed and have a million fucking amazing stories that you've shared with 100,000 mm -hmm. people in your lifetime and helped millions more because the way the things that you do echo mm. into the future I, I equate it with this I'm, i we're almost done right i could probably leave off with this yeah, i'll, I'll say one thing before yeah, you, go ahead. before you lead it off um and it's just so cool because on 55. the journey on the journey I'm you're good. you're 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 meeting people you're doing things and honestly find the people and we've talked about this before who already have what you want and like jim Rohn says this mm. best and he's a hilarious dude and he's like Honestly, if you meet somebody who's really wealthy and you'd like to be wealthy, I would take him out for dinner mm -hmm. yeah. and, and pick I brain. would spend the hundred dollars or $200 and sit with this guy for three hours and ask every question in the book. And I would figure out how he shakes hands. Mm -hmm. I would start shaking hands like him. I would walk with the same swagger. I would order the same thing. I don't know if there's a correlation between ordering fish or chicken and being a millionaire. However, if the millionaire is ordering fish, I'll take my chances with that. A million percent. <laughs> I don't know. Listen. I don't know. Man, I will be a student and I will do exactly 
as that person does. I will walk like he walks. I will talk mm-hmm. like he talks. You know what? It's funny you mentioned Jim Rohn. Um, Anthony Great Robbins. Dude. Great dude. Anthony Robbins was actually uh, one of his students when he was first coming up. That's how we first got started to into the game. He mentions Jim Rohn all the time. And he goes, he goes, you know what, man? Modeling is something I learned from Jim. He goes, I used to go and I used to do everything he did. And I got the same results he got. He goes, now the problem is I didn't want to be Jim. I wanted to be bigger than Jim. So I had to adjust, right? If you have goals to be somebody, you can always model the person you're looking up to, but never stop there, right? Um, MJ didn't want to be like his idols. He wanted to be better than his idols, which means he had to learn what his idols were doing. Mm -hmm. Emulate that. And then add to it. Exactly. Um, So I guess we'll leave with this, guys. Um, A good thing that I'm going to go back to one of your points there is that I'm in a bunch of podcasting groups on Facebook. Right. Um, I consider myself one of the more knowledgeable ones because I've studied a whole bunch. I've been doing it for a lot longer than most of these people. I mean, some of these groups are 100,000 people, you know, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, whatever it is. And we get the same questions over and over. Right. Oh, my, my, this episode only got 10 downloads or I'm, I'm 50 episodes in and we only have 1,500 downloads and this and that. And there's all these little things. I'm like, I'm like, so celebrate. I'm like, the, the, the podcasting is like when you're doing things for yourself. You're doing it to make a difference and you should stop judging yourself based on other people. People are comparing themselves to, uh, to Joe Rogan who gets 100 million downloads on every episode. You're never going to get that. Literally never going to get that. And I'm confident in saying that, right? Unless you work for the next 12 years and do a pod, do three podcasts a day and put them out, you're never going to get that. And right? do like four reality shows and right, and, be, and also be famous and, before yeah. you do it and this and that. And I'm like, I'm like stop comparing yourself to others and and celebrate the small wins. The amount of you're, shit that he had to you're do you're to doing get this there. for you. Because the reason you, that we're doing this has nothing to fucking do with how many downloads it gets. Exactly. We, could like, be, we couldn't even be, we could even just not record one day. I still take so much value. Just exactly. sitting and having the conversation. Yeah, like yeah. if you, you have you have five episodes out, you get you have 20 downloads total. Great. Fucking congratulations. I'm the first person that goes on there and comments. Congratulations. Keep going. Yeah. And they're like, and because and most most of the people on those sites, they know me. I'm always posting and this and that. And they know the numbers I get. And they're like, well, how are you commenting on this? Like, don't you have? I'm like, yeah, I have that. But I also celebrated the 50 downloads when I first got them. And what you said after that, it's that one little phrase that you just glazed Keep right going. over. Keep going. Yeah. So we'll end it at that. Um, we're going to, I think this is a cool thing to do. Um, I have one question for you guys, and this is going to be our, our topic next week. Our Segway into next, next week, week like is <laughs> going to be unlocking your superpower. Mm. So I want to know what your guys' superpowers are. Um, mine is creating shit to be fun. Fun. F-U-N. That's my superpower. Go ahead. I'll take fun over. <laughs> um, my superpower is my, my ADD. Your ability to get shit done. <laughs> I get bored with this thing, I work on this thing. I get bored with this thing, I go back and work on this thing. I get bored with this thing, I start a new thing, but at least I'm moving things forward. And that's my superpower. My superpower is my ability to create special relationships with anybody I meet and hold them accountable to their goals. Um, it's a superpower and it's also a super failure if you look at it because a lot of people don't like me for it. We'll unpack <laughs> but, it. Right? We'll unpack it. We'll unpack it next week. It's gonna be fantastic. My one my one point A superpower is trolling Parnell. <laughs> the one fucking time he gets it, we out.